Well, in case you've been under a rock, or in a coma, or you've been on Mars, or you've just been detached from reality, the Eagles are Super Bowl champions! Yes, right, you heard it right. Eagles won the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, parade was today. Um, man, I don't even... I can't even put into words the amount of glee and jubilation in the city right now. Um, it's just been an amazing time since since Sunday, uh, and I plan to talk all about it. I plan to I plan to go all through it. Um, I just think though, for this first segment, I just want to just first thank you for listening. This is Dom Lewis on the Philly Sports 404 Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. And, uh, yeah, Eagles won the Super Bowl. I mean, this is amazing. This has been an amazing, amazing ride this entire season. And it's been a lot of ups and downs. And it's been a lot of trials and tribulations. And even some doubt, you know, uh, because... This was the kind of thing that, you know, we've seen before from this team where, you know, they get your hopes up and then they let you down. Uh, But that's just the thing. This isn't that team of the past. This team was so special this year. And I think that uh, there's so many people to commend and just give a lot of credit to. But I just think the first thing to recognize before we even give credit um, and just, you know, give individual accolades is that, or accolades, I'm sorry, is that this team is just not the team of of old. It's not the old Philadelphia Eagles team that will let you down, get your hopes up and let you down. This is not that old team where, you know, uh, the Negadelphia fans uh, just ridicule and, just get on every chance that they can get because they know that this team will let you down. This is not that team anymore. I think the culture has shifted. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned throughout the season, that this team isn't that team. Um, it's just been so great. It's been such a wonderful ride. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, although I have so much to say, I'm kind of at a loss for words because, this team is just so, it was just such a special team. And they just did so many great things. Faced with adversity and and struggle. And, you know, it just was um, magical almost, you know. Uh, and I don't even want to say almost. It was just magical. Um, they did such a great job of just... Moving on to the next team, moving on to the next team, staying focused, staying, not letting the moment get too big for them, understanding the moment, understanding what's at hand, and executing their task. And this team um, was just magical um, and disciplined. 
And I plan to get into all of it. I'm going to talk about the game. I'm going to talk about the parade today. My back still hurts. My bones are still cold. But it was worth every moment being out there today uh, amongst 2 million plus people. Just being out there just to celebrate something that we longed for um, forever. I mean, you know... um, it's no secret that the Eagles never had a Super Bowl. They never won a Super Bowl, so this was a pretty big deal. And uh, it's no secret that we were starving for the for a Super Bowl, um, and we got it. And it's just a wonderful feeling. And something else I also want to touch on before, I mean, well, during the podcast I want to touch on, is all the fans that are celebrated, like old and young, but the fans that weren't here, you know, that passed on, that moved on, and weren't able to celebrate this. So, I want to touch on all of that, um, but I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um... Thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm just so excited to talk to y'all. Um, it's been a while since I've recorded. Um, I gotta stop saying um. But anyways, it's been a while since I've recorded. I've just been watching the Eagles throughout this playoff run. And I got this weird thing where I don't like to jinx them. I'm Well, it's not that I'm jinxing them, but I'm a little superstitious as if I will jinx them. So... There are times where I want to record and I just don't. Um, but hopefully that curse is broken because they won. You know, they won the Super Bowl. So despite whatever kind of voodoo I think I have or magic I think I have or whatever, uh, if I think I'll jinx them, um, I don't think anything could jinx this team, to be honest, looking back on it, because they were just that special. So, um I'm just excited to record. I'm just excited to talk about it, uh, to get into it. Um, I'm just going to get into the game a little bit. Just a couple of, you know, just talk about the game overall and a couple of things I thought about the game. Um, for the first thing, I thought the game was great. Um, this was a great game. This was a great called game by Doug Peterson, Frank Wright. Um... This was uh, this was a great job by them calling this game, getting Nick Foles prepared up to speed the way he needed to be, where he needed to be. This offense played so well, executed so well the entire night, and um, I was just blown away because they showed from the opening kickoff that they were the better team. The Eagles did. I mean, they just they you, they couldn't you know you couldn't stop them they ran the ball whenever they wanted to they threw whenever they wanted to um they really played well um now of course everything doesn't go 100% your way during the game but for the most part eagles did whatever they wanted um and it was amazing to see because you know it took me a long time to realize that this team was really a good team um, I was in the Nugadelphia mindset, I would say, for about two-thirds of the season. Um, 
And I, I realized, like, looking back on it, I realized why I was like that. Um, because, you know, I always felt that with teams in Philadelphia, that there's always going to be something that happens to derail you from getting the ultimate prize. Um, and, you know, they were playing well, and they were playing well, and I was not trusting them. And then when I finally trusted them, you know, when I finally was like, you know, this team is good, Carson goes down. Carson once goes down. And I thought that was the, the moment. I thought that was the moment where I was like, okay, that's what I've been winning because I was just like so pensive throughout the season. And I felt like that was the moment that needed to happen in order for me to be like, okay, that's what, that's what, that's the bad feeling I had all season. And Despite that, they just continue to win. They continue to win. Like, uh, it doesn't matter how they won. They would just win games. If they're in a low-scoring game, if they're in a shootout, if they're in a defensive game, if they're in an offensive explosion, it did not matter. Special teams, it did not matter. They would just win games. And that's what happened on Sunday. I think it just all culminated on Sunday where it was just like, we're the better team, and we're going to go out here and prove it. And from the moment they got there, they just knew that they were better. And I'm just, I was so impressed by that because that is not like us. It's not like Philadelphia to be that way, for a Philadelphia team to be that way. Um, and I was just so impressed. And I knew they would win the game. That's the thing. I was so confident. I was like, yo, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl this year. Like, there's no way that they're going to lose to the Patriots. And I was nervous. And I got, like, really nervous, like, on Saturday before the game. I called my uncle, and he was, he's a huge Eagles fan. He's probably, you know, the biggest Eagles fan I know. You know, he talked to me on the phone. He's like, yo, I, I don't have any, I'm not nervous at all. Like, I'm going to get into that more because um, I'm about to run into a break. But he was like, I'm not nervous at all. And after I talked to him, I wasn't nervous either. Be back in a moment. All right, welcome back. So I was talking about um, my confidence level before the game, and I was talking about how I called my uncle, and uh, he gave me some confidence when I was winning a little bit. So uh, just to get into the story real quick, I called him on Saturday before the game, and he goes through how he's confident, and he tells me how he felt before the other two Super Bowls, and that's this is one of the reasons I knew they were going to win. He's like, you know, his the first Super Bowl, he was 10 years old, and uh, he cried when they lost. Uh, he was nervous before the game, and, you know, when they lost, he cried. The second one, he was nervous before the game. They lost, he almost destroyed his house, which is true. I remember this. I remember him doing that. But he said, you know, for this game, I'm not even nervous. And he just had this unusual kind of calm, like almost like a... um a peace to surpass all understanding, uh, to use a biblical reference. Uh, he just really was confident, and he just was, he just knew. And I didn't understand, you know, uh, why I was even bugging, because I actually knew too. And I just, I guess I was just getting nervous because it was Tom Brady and, you know, Bill Belichick. But, I was I, I knew that the Eagles would win. I just I kind of felt like 
and I, I guess I was right, that this was just a team of destiny, um, that no matter what, as far as, you know, what we experienced in the past as fans, um, the Eagles were bound to win the Super Bowl, and that's exactly what they did on Sunday. I mean, from the word go, they just did whatever they wanted as far as uh, play calling and offensive um, production. It was incredible. Um, yeah, I was a little upset at the defense as far as um, us not getting enough pressure on Brady. Uh, but I think that sometimes your your hands are just kind of tied. Um, I, I know what Schwartz was trying to do. Schwartz was trying to get pressure with his front four, and he did in the first half. He actually did. you know. So for all the national pundits that say stuff like, no, but the Eagles defense didn't show up. That's not true because if you look at the first half of that game and you, you, you see, like, although they didn't get sacks on Brady, they got pressure on him, enough pressure on him to make him, like, miss throws and to, you know, throw off the timing. So they did. They actually did a great job in the first half. I think in the second half, though, they just, you know, they're the Patriots. They make adjustments and, you know, they came out, they used Gronk more. I saw it, you know. Uh, and they took advantage of the soft coverage in the zone. Um, they, you know, they used Hogan. And they used, you know, their, their running backs in the back, you know, uh, the passing game out of the backfield too. You know, they used Burkhead, um, you know, a couple passes to James White as well. So, you know, they just made the adjustments. And, you know, I got to commend them for that, you know. But every time that they did something, we would answer them back, and that's something that I'm not used to the Eagles doing. I wasn't used to an Eagles team answering, you know, back as far as um, going tit for tat with the team or back and forth as far as offensive production. I'm usually used to something like, you know, what the Patriots did as far as once they get ahead, you know, we kind of waver, but we didn't. Um, we still did what we wanted to do. And I just think Doug got so much guts, man. Calling the, Going for it on fourth down twice in the game. Uh, and, I, and it's so funny because I called it each time he was going to go for it. I said, yo, he's going to go for it. And I just knew it. I just knew it. And just for him to have the plays in order to guarantee a first down or to guarantee the touchdown, it's just impressive to me. Um, Doug really coached his butt off. And, you know, I got to apologize for ever doubting Doug and anyone that ever doubted Doug should apologize because he has proven to be a great offensive coach. He should have been coach of the year. And I had said that before the award was even given out. Um, McVay, you know, I understand why people like McVay. He's the young 31 year old, the offensive genius. I get it. But Hey, the proof is in the pudding. Doug Peterson's a Super Bowl winning head coach. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. So, um, just talking about the second half of the Super Bowl. Um, it's where Tom Brady started his comeback against the Eagles. Uh, but it wasn't enough. So, uh, his total numbers overall for the game, he was 28 for 48, 505 yards passing, three touchdowns, Quarterback rating of 115.4, no interceptions. 
um, which is is great by any other standard. But here's the thing: he may have not thrown a pick, but he turned the ball over. He fumbled. So, you know, turnovers they're costly because you know they're they're costly, and we turned the ball over too. Like so, Nick Foles had a pick, and they scored off that pick. It just so happens that uh, there was enough time in the game where we could overcome that turnover. For Tom Brady, there wasn't enough time. Um, if he does that in the second quarter, they may win the game. But with Tom Brady, he, he, you know, he's magnificent, he's wonderful, he's the GOAT, all these things. He deserves every accolade that he gets. But when it counted, he turned the ball over. Um, and that's what lost him the game, ultimately. I learned from Seth Joyner, when you start passing the ball, like, you want to keep your, your pass rate, pass to run ratio, uh, like, like 40 to 30, maybe, something like that, 39, 31, somewhere around there, is, is, you want to keep it as even as possible, but you want to have it like a, a 60, 40 ratio, so, if you got 40 pass attempts, you want to have, like, 30 run attempts, something like that, 39 pass attempts, 31 run attempts, something like that. And the more you run the ball, the better your chances are of winning the game. Tom Brady threw 40. It was ultimately 49 passing attempts by the Patriots. And there were 22 rushing attempts. That ratio was terrible. It's a terrible ratio. So, you know, how could he expect? Ultimately, when you do that, when you have that kind of ratio, you don't win games. And now the Eagles, they they had a ratio of, 47 attempts, or I'm sorry, 48 attempts, and 28 rushes. Here's the difference, though. Although the ratio is is not that good, the Eagles were able to run the ball when they needed to. And they were able to get chunk yards when they needed to. Um, And ultimately, we got the turnover when we needed to. We did everything in that game when we needed to. And that's what won us the game, ultimately, because we were the better team. So I hear a lot of crap about, like, oh, if Belichick does this, or they do this, or they play Malcolm Butler this, or whatever. Look, man, Malcolm Butler, no Malcolm Butler. I He's a good player. You know, he, he won them their last, not the last Super Bowl, but the one they played against Seattle. He won them that Super Bowl with his timely pick, another timely turnover. But it does not matter. The Eagles were the better team that day. Like, I'm not going to undermine Doug's genius because of a mistake or mistakes that the Patriots made. They make those mistakes, and we capitalize on them. That's what makes us champions, and them not. And this is no disrespect, but you got to keep it 100 here. Like, let's not undermine Doug. Let's not undermine the Eagles and what they've done, what they did in that game. That's not fair, like, to the champion. And I get it. Like, the Patriots are this dynasty or, you know, they've been on this run. And, you know, for 18 years, Tom Brady's been doing this. And, you know, he's the go. And I, I get it. But, hey, he lost that game. Eagles won that game. That's it. That's it. Like, 
He gave us his best shot, and he still lost. That means that we were the better team. So, I don't understand what the, what, what the, I don't understand undermining the Eagles, undermining Doug. I don't understand that. It's ridiculous. The Eagles were the better team. They won. End of story. Super Bowl champions. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So, the final, um, well, let's talk about the strip sack fumble and then the Hail Mary and then the celebration after. So, we score, we score a touchdown. Zachary scores a touchdown. And, you know, it gets reviewed, of course, because it has to get reviewed. Um, and it was a big deal. People saying Collinsworth is, is pro-Patriots and pro-Tom Brady and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, he just he just didn't understand that Zach Ertz was a runner at that point. Um, and I, I, think that, I think that he knows the rules. I think that he understands the rules. And I think that uh, if, he, if he actually knew at that point that Zach Ertz was a runner, there would be no question. So, Zach Ertz was a runner. He scores a touchdown. Um, this is not the same thing as Des Bryant. It is not the same thing as uh, the tight end from uh, Pittsburgh. It's not the same play. It's not. Des Bryant was not a runner. Des Bryant never had control of the ball. Um, uh, the tight end from, I, his name escapes me, tight end from Pittsburgh, he didn't, uh, he wasn't a runner at that point. Yeah, I think he had the ball, but because he wasn't a runner, he just literally caught it, turned, and leaned over, but didn't make like a football move. He, he lost, you know, it didn't count as a catch. The, you know, he lost the ball when he went to the ground. Catch the ball, hold on to the ball. Um, so all these people questioning that, stop it, stupid, stop it. Understand and know the rules, and you know it'll make your life a lot easier. The turnover. Tom Brady, uh, it's so funny because <laughs> that's <laughs> all that's that's been the story of the Eagles all season. They always come up with the turnovers when they need to. And yeah, of course you're nervous. Tom Brady gets the ball back, um, and they're only down five. But <laughs> it just it just made it such a that's the story of the Eagles. It just made it it just it was such a storybook ending like this has been our season all season. We've come up with the turnover when we needed to, and we and they did it again in the Super Bowl. So this was amazing to see. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, we get the ball. I wish we would have scored a touchdown there, but we got the field goal, put us up eight. You know, he throws a Hail Mary. I'm I'm like, yo, there's no way he's making this Hail Mary. It just took the ball so long to get to the ground, like to be called incomplete. But once he did, you know, um, you know, everyone – I was at the Super Bowl party. Everyone was going crazy. Um, you know, <laughs> people telling you that they love each other and, you know, giving hugs and flies fly all over the place. It just was amazing to see. Um, one one moment that will really resonate for me uh, forever is uh, when Zach Carter scored that touchdown and uh, put the Eagles up by five. Uh, my dad jumping up and down. And my dad rarely gets, like, happy like that when um, – Eagles play. He's always yelling at the TV. He's been he's been doing it forever, 
and just for him to get that excited. And this is a man who didn't even watch NFL this season. He didn't watch the NFL at all. In protest, he did not watch any games. Uh, but, you know, he kept up on his Eagles. And, uh, you know, just to see him so excited, because uh, it was finally going to happen for him, fans like him, uh, was just a good moment that will live with me forever. And I got to celebrate with my girlfriend and my son. You know, all you know, all kinds of family, and uh, it just was amazing to see that. Uh, it's a moment that'll that'll live with me forever, um, and I was just grateful that I was able to celebrate with those folks, uh, all my folks. And you know, when I got home, I couldn't get enough coverage. I couldn't get enough. I watched everything, NFL Network, ESPN. I listened to ninety-seven point five. I listened to ninety-four point one WIP. I was, listen, I could not get enough of it happening. Like, I couldn't consume enough. The next day, I listened to, I listened to everything. Um, I was streaming stuff at work. Um, I saved videos on Facebook so I could watch them later. I couldn't get enough of the coverage because uh, it was just such a, it's such a great moment. Um, and I'm just so thankful that it happened, you know, for Every Eagles fan has ever, you know, been heartbroken. I'm just so happy for everybody. Be back in a moment. Welcome back. So I'm just talking a little bit about celebration. And, um, yeah, what a moment that was just to see everyone just in pure bliss and glee. After the game was over, um, and to see the trophy presentation, I mean, the minute the game was over, Broad Street was flooded um, with people. Um, I mean, they had a split. Like, we had split screens up, you know, the party where it was a trophy presentation, and then the news was on on the other TVs, and it was just uh, the morass. It was just it was insane. Um, Everyone that was out there, uh, Broad Street just being packed. And I and I went out for when the Eagles, I mean, not Eagles, excuse me, when the Phillies won um, in 2008, I went out there to Broad Street, and it was crazy then. Um, but this was a different type of crazy. I mean, insane the amount of people. And I just... I just love my city. <laughs> I just love it, you know. And you know, of course, there are a couple of idiots that that vandalize and do stupid things. But for the most part, people were just happy. You know, it just was a it was a new kind of happiness that we haven't had. And I'm just so I am I'm grateful for that. You know that that we got to experience that bliss because you know as fans. You know, sports, I think, in general, just unites people. Um, even if we differ, like, on or disagree on teams. Like, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I hate the Cowboys. I really do. I hate Cowboy fans. Not Cowboy fans, per se, but, you know, I hate that they cheer for the Cowboys. Um, I, I hate them. But I think that sports is the ultimate unifier. Um, because it's not like politics where it's so divisive, um, 
yeah, people disagree on teams and, you know, I can say I hate the Cowboys, but I don't hate that person. You know, I just think it's like a, it's all in fun. And, you know, it's good to see, you know, have your team win. And, you know, we were chastised because we, you know, we hadn't won the Super Bowl. You know, we our organization had championships from 48, 49, and 60. But we hadn't had a Super Bowl. And just to get it, finally, after all of these years, it just means so much. And I'm I'm thankful that um, everyone who was here got to see it. But, you know, I, I am relieved and I'm thankful for the Eagles finally doing it for the people that didn't make it. And I've been saying it all week that, you know, they finally brought it home for Jerome. They brought it home for Jerome Brown, finally. And, you know, that was the slogan, you know, after he passed away, bring it home for Jerome. And we finally did. We played that Super Bowl on his birthday. He would have been 53. We played it on his birthday. And we won. We finally brought it home for him. For every eagle that passed on, for every eagle coach, and every fan that died without seeing one. My own grandfather, like, without dying without seeing a, a Super Bowl. Um, a Super Bowl win, I should say. But everybody who passed away um, without seeing us win the big one, um, I'm just I'm thankful for you know uh, the Eagles finally winning for that you know um, Reggie White who won a Super Bowl with the Packers, but I'm thankful you know because we finally won and you know he was an anchor in this defense here. Pardon me, excuse me. So I, I'm just I'm thankful that you know the Eagles finally won. I saw a couple people at the parade today, and I'm going to get into the parade in a moment. But I saw a couple of pictures from people at the parade today where they bought ashes of their of their loved ones, you know, and they brought them to the parade just so they could be a part of it. I see pictures of people who went to their loved ones' graves and, like, laid down, like, an eagle's flag and or someone uh, put an eagle's, like, shirt on the grave and, like, bought their loved one, I think it was their father, bought their father, like, a drink. Like, opened up a bottle of whiskey and poured him a glass of whiskey and put it on the tombstone. thought that was amazing, man. So I'm just thankful for all of that. I'm thankful for the win. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, just talking about celebration uh, from the Big Eagles victory, big Super Bowl win. First ever in history. Um, but let's get into the parade. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God, it was amazing. Um, the first thing I want to say about the parade is I don't know where they got this 700,000 number from, um, but that's not even close. <laughs> that's not even close to the amount of people that were there. Um, it probably was 700,000 people just around City Hall alone, not even counting all down Broad Street, around the stadium, up the parkway, um, even people that weren't even in that general area, like people that were up Market Street, they weren't even counting those people. So there's no way that 700,000 is the number. So I definitely um, would dispute that because that, I don't think that's the number. But anyways, the the parade was just absolutely amazing. I mean, Listen, first of all, it was cold. Uh, my my bones are still cold. 
my back still hurts from the parade. And, you know, um, that's okay because it was all worth it. Um, that parade was amazing, though. Just to, just the, it's not even the fact that it was um, a parade because parades are parades, but it was the fact of what it was for and the amount of people that were there and the different types of people that were there. I'm talking about people from all different creeds and colors, um, backgrounds, um, different uh, uh, economic status, uh, children, older folks, um, people, you know, parents, younger kids, teenagers, students, college students, law students, all kinds of people. It was just everyone was just there for the same cause. And I think that was the big thing that you can take away from that, because in a time like today, where it's just so everything is just so divided, um, we're divided on everything, politics, we're divided on um, social issues. It does not matter. Everyone just seems like so divided. But this was so uniting. Everyone was just there for the same cause. Um, and it wasn't even a cause, just there to celebrate. And even if, you know, I didn't know anybody who was around me. I went by myself. Um, I tried to meet up with some family down there, but I just couldn't get through anything. So when I got to City Hall, I just stayed there. And then when they passed by, I left. But uh, just the fact that, you know, people were around me I didn't even know. And I was just celebrating with them and talking to them and just having celebrating that joyous occasion with them. And I didn't even know these folks and they didn't know me and I'll never see them folks again. But we were just there celebrating the same cause. And it was just so amazing. And I, I think that the world, uh, if not the world, definitely the country can take a note from what happened in Philadelphia on Thursday, um, February 8th, because. That was amazing. Um, you, you don't, it, it's so, the news, you know, my grandma always says that the news is just so sad these days and it's so bad, but that was a great moment, not just for Philadelphia, but I think that was a great moment for just humanity, to be honest. And I'm thankful that I was a part of that. I wouldn't have missed it for anything. Um, I already knew I was going to go. Um, I had it planned in my head three weeks in advance, even before the Eagles even got to the Super Bowl. I had it planned in my head that I was going to that parade. Um, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. So I'm thankful that I was able to be there and I was able to take in that moment. And even my son, my son and my girlfriend, they they, uh, they stayed home. They watched it on TV. But she said that she had them here watching it on TV and they were doing the Eagles chant. And she's not even a sports fan, but she knows that he likes to do the Eagles chant with his dad and he watches games with me and I'm thankful that they watched it on TV and just got to see that. And I just think it was so amazing and I'm going to watch it again. I, you know, it was recorded, um, but I'm going to definitely watch it again because I just, I want to take in that moment again, um, again and again and again. So um, I'll be back in a moment to talk about it a little bit more before I wrap it up. So if you haven't um, heard by now, Jason Kelsey was the star of the parade. He's an absolute 
star, the MVP, whatever you want to say, uh, most valuable speaker, whatever. Um, <laughs> Kelsey's the man. And the reason that he is the man is because of, I think he, I think he really uh, took the feelings of a lot of people in this fan base and eternalized it or internalized it, excuse me. And he just exploded on stage along with his wrongful criticisms of not just him, but all of his teammates and, you know, the coaching staff and the organization. And he just internalized it and just, he went on the stage and exploded. And like, he's the king for that. Like, honestly, to use like a wrestling term, he cut the meanest promo. Like he really cut a man. It, I, it's like, I'm speechless from it because it's really like how how he felt, how his teammates felt, how we felt as a fan base, and you know, look, it's just no secret that we've just been waiting so long for this thing, and it finally happened, and it's like we had to hear so much trash from over the years from national media pundits and um, you know, fans of other uh of other teams and you know just hearing people just trash us and it's just been it's been unfair at times it's been disrespectful at other times and just annoying downright annoying and all that all that criticism wrongful criticism about him and Lane Johnson and Nick Foles and Carson Wentz and Jason Peters Doug Peterson, LeGarrette Blunt. It didn't it, listen. He went through the whole roster. He went through. He went through the whole team. He went through all twenty, like the first to start the starting twenty-two, um, then some. And he just really, really ripped a mean promo on that stage. Uh, and he said that he wrapped it up just by saying, you know, to all to all the critics out there. And, you know, of course, he meant wrongful. Like you know, people wrongfully criticized, not constructive criticism. Um, you know, to all the critics out there, you know, to say something about us and talk about us, I just got a new slogan for him or a new, you know, I got a new term for him. And he was like, F him. <laughs> and, and the crowd just went crazy. And it's like, that's okay. You know, he cussed up a little bit. But look, man, he said how we were all feeling. And, you know, that song at the end, you know, we're from Philly, we're from Philly, we don't like us and we don't care. Yo, listen, that's really how it is, you know. I'm I'm up here trying to defend our fan base um, on on Facebook and to different people, and I'm just, like, surprised at, like, people that just rip us from, and it's just so, dis- like, like, come on, man, like, like, let's be real, like, stop it. There are the same type of fans in the Pittsburgh fan base. They're the same type of fans in the New York Giant fan base, the Dallas Cowboy fan base. It does not matter. It does not matter what fan base you're a part of. It's the same kind of fans in every kind of fan base. It's just how, it's just so, like, magnified with us. It's just so ridiculous. And Jason Kelsey just really brought it home for us. Like, look, F them, man. Look, we're from Philly. You don't like us. We don't care. Like, we still going to root for our team. We're still going to be the way we are. We still, and, and I think, what makes me so upset about it is because we're just so misunderstood. We're not bullies. We're not idiots. We're not 
uh, loud and rowdy. Now, granted, there are some bad apples in every bunch, but this has just been a fan base that's just been starved for a title. And we just wanted it so bad. Like, we were tired of failure and disappointment. And we finally got it. And to all the haters out there, F them. You still gonna hate. It don't matter. We got our title. We good. We still gonna be the same, you know, crazy fan base. Like we're still gonna cheer for our team every Sunday. <clears throat> and it's not just for the Eagles, it's for other teams too. Like the Sixers, the Flyers, the Phillies. It does not matter. We still gonna be the same way we are. Does not matter. We love our teams. We know our teams. We're knowledgeable about our teams. And we expect them to perform. And to try hard for us. Welcome back. So, um, I'm going to just wrap it up. Um, thank you once again for listening to the podcast. Really do appreciate it. Um, I want to um, say something that I heard on the radio from uh, one of my favorite sports hosts, Harry Mays. And he said, <laughs> before the Eagles even won the Super Bowl, he said, you know, when they win, there's going to be a paradigm shift. And th- that, those words have been ringing in my head. So there's going to be a paradigm shift in this sports fan base. Meaning that the way we think and the way we are as far as uh, being miserable, that was going to change. And I think that he's right. And I want to expand on that. Expand on uh uh, expand on that just a little bit, excuse me. Um, I think that winning the Super Bowl was like a big monkey off of our back. Um, I think that a lot of these fans and a lot of the older fans are now like relieved and like are quote unquote can die in peace. Um, and I think that I think this fan base goes from and I think it's not just winning the Super Bowl, but winning the Super Bowl in with this team, winning the Super Bowl with this team has now changed our thinking from being the fan base that's always let down and always experiencing heartbreak and um, always expecting the worst and generally just being in Negadelphia. I think it it changes from that to um, expecting our teams to be good and not being negative and not expecting the worst because we're not cursed. Um, If we were cursed, the curse is broken. And I have believed that. I I remember asking when Carson Wentz went down, I asked my friends, uh, I have a, 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 a chat um, text chat with my man Clinton and my man Ryan and all we do is talk about like Eagles and Sixers and stuff and I remember asking him are we cursed and Clinton was like you know I don't know if I can say that per se but it appears that a lot of things that happen to us it, it, it feels like we are cursed and you know I thought we were cursed because I'm just like you know we're having this great season and this guy is going to be the MVP of the league. He's like lighting it on fire. And he was just, look, man, Carson Wentz, he would have threw for 40 touchdowns if he didn't get hurt. And he gets hurt. And he 
he even throws a touchdown. <laughs> he even throws a touchdown on a torn ACL. And it's just like, you know, why does this always happen to us? That's the kind of mentality we did have. And I think that with winning the Super Bowl and winning with this team, understanding what they went through, I think that changes our thinking forever. Because now we know that even when all the chips are down, that we can still win it all. And there's no such thing as being out, completely out of it. Um, I think that Howie did a great job putting this roster together. I think that um, Doug did a great job coaching everyone up. And I think that this team was just so bonded together. Um, they couldn't be broken, no matter what injuries came their way and disappointment and whatever trials and tribulations came their way, they still overcame them. And I think that they have forever changed the way that this fan base thinks about not just the Eagles, but every team in this city. Because now I think that the other teams in the city now have something to strive for. Not saying they weren't already striving for titles before, but now they know, look, you saw what happened when the Eagles won. We got to do better. I think the Flyers know that they got to do better. The Sixers, they know they got to do better. And the Phillies, they got they know they got to do better. I don't know exactly what the Flyers are doing. Um, I'm not really a hockey head like that. I know the Sixers are, are trying to move in the right direction. I think the Phillies are doing the same thing. So I think that forever, the way that we think as a fan base has been changed. And I'm thankful for that because I think that we deserve it. So um, I'll just wrap it up there. I thank you all for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, tune in next time. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Capadom. Thank you. Peace.